0: All right, well then I'll keep my text to myself. I'm a texting to myself. Uh oh, uh uh, uh, uh,
1: oh. I was thinking, was it and keep your text to yourself? (laughs) Oh, I
0: love singing that line. That I could sing that whole song at work, and I annoy the. Everybody around me, because I do the whole song. I just don't start with the "I got a little change in my pocket, going jingle ling Call me on the telephone. See, stop me, stop me. <laughs> it's like it's it's a compulsion. Once I begin that song, which now I'm blanking on the name of the song. Oh, keep your hands of yourself. <laughs> Keep your baby text baby, to baby why don't you treat me this away you know i'm still your lover boy yeah, i should do it as uh christopher Walken. <clears throat> i got a little change in my pocket going jinglingling. ling call me well oh, my i am not channeling my good walking today
1: walking on so is, that is a week that is a
0: weaker walking we Weaker walking. Uh, walking on sunshine. Oh, and it's time to talk about the Guardians. Wow. <laughs> you, can, you, can walk,
1: you can make a music video walking on sunshine. <laughs> and now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast. Stop
0: it. what's in the box? Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner, now...
1: Ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins.
0: I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else.
1: Alright, hello everybody and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro and
0: I am here with Dr. Bill Robinson. He's in the house. You could also follow up with Walking in the rain. Mm-hmm. You know that song? Walking yeah. in the rain. Okay. Just want to make sure I didn't like shoot something over your head. Yes. Uh, no, my head is very large. <laughs> Nothing gets past
1: you. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's uh what is it, one week since Guardians came out? It's been when you're listening, the, this, sorry, you're listening to this. When you're listening to this, it'll have been two weeks since Guardian came out, Guardians came out. Bill has seen it. I haven't. So we're going to only go into spoiler free territory because I don't want to be spoiled.
0: Still be one week till Paul sees the movie.
1: And then we may cover a comic or two. Ooh.
0: So, uh. uh what kind of theater did you see it in? Uh, it was dark. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I went there to. There were the, rodents. No, actually. Uh, it. it yeah, uh, a little did, we, did we already have this? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There were rodents on the screen. There were not rodents on my side of the screen. Um it I went to the embassy six, which and this will tell you how old this theater is. I saw in that theater the earliest movie I remember seeing is the final countdown. Not mm-hmm. not not the not the eighties band. The one with the air. Da-da, da-da, da-da. Uh, exactly, but <laughs> the one with uh uh is the Berlin? one with no uh, no that no, that's no Berlin was Europe uh, Europe okay same place now. same place bigger geographical area <laughs> same thing Europe no Berlin is nothing like Europe Berlin was an was 80s. Berlin
1: take my breath away
0: uh, you are correct
1: yes and i am uh, more i am more adept on 70s music than 80s but i still have some 80s knowledge well you pulled that one
0: out take my breath away <laughs> <laughs> which, t- which which ties into this song because uh, it was in space i mean to this uh movie because it was in space anyway back to the movie theater embassy six so f- for years it was the only game in town my wife actually worked there during high school um as well and uh the theater went through certain states of disrepair you know they opened up the big megaplex hollywood 18 and for years people were going there but then like uh, uh it came under new o- ownership a family ownership they were like you know they served food and then um they also in one of the theaters it's the vip theater They took out a couple rows of seats and then and then he put in the reclining chairs like you sit in a chair and it's just like at Scott's house with the, you know, you got a button. Legs come Mm -hmm. up fully. I could fully recline and watch a movie, which is dangerous, you know. Yeah, oh, I know. So but it was nice because I got to prop my legs up and maybe it's because I had my legs up and I was very relaxed. Even though I had to go to the bathroom, I did not. Even this this movie is long. I did not. Have to leave and go to the bathroom. Now I also didn't drink a lot of soda, uh, but it but it was good. The the seats are regular six bucks. The ones with the reclining seats are eight fifty. And um, this was on a Sunday evening.
1: That's
0: not bad. In and that's like the reclines. That's a decent price. Yeah, because I asked uh, uh, Ben. I'm like, so what would this cut co- this had co- cost if we if we went to the o- other theater with the not as good seats over to the Hollywood eight, 18 and he's like, you know, he punches out, he looks stuff up. He's like, Oh, it would have been like $56 instead of third, uh, instead of 34. I was like, wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. So, Not so bad. yeah, I highly recommend, and I'm going to actually, this may get me to start going to see some movies again. Cause I, I don't think I've seen a movie since, uh, I mean, just any movie. I don't think I've seen a movie since, uh, uh, I mean, since end game. You mean in a Marvel th- movie or any no, movie? No, a- any movie. Because I'm trying to think of any movie I've, I've gone to see, and I don't think I have. Um, no, yeah,
1: I would recommend to you, just as an aside. I mean, it's, it's a tangent, but uh, no. this past week I put up a uh, a post on the uh, Bin's Facebook page, and it's, uh, it, it's Endgame done in the style of the 1960s Marvel superheroes cartoons. Oh, I I hadn't looked at the, I, I saw it, but I
0: didn't. When I saw it, I was at work and I didn't have time to peruse.
1: It's, it's, I find it very amusing. It's probably four minutes long. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's not not going to take too much of your time, but I just found it very amusing to see it done in that style.
0: Hmm. All right, I will seek it back out. So, you want my non-spoiler review of the movie? Spoiler free. Um. Okay. Trying to make sure I don't do any spoilers. I'd say it wrapped things up nicely. Um, There will be. Satisfaction. Um, I. I felt this was a nice. Epilogue. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Epilogue to the Guardians. Side of the story. After. Endgame. Now I didn't see Thor. Um, Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. but I know what ha- happens there with uh, you know, that Thor leaves and the Guardians on their way. That's as far as I know. That's all that really happened there. And did you see the um, Guardians Christmas special? Yes, I did. Okay, so then you're well. I will spoil that. So then, see, I I was aware of the whole Peter Quill and Mantis uh, brother sister relationship. Right. Possibly. Uh, I would imagine through ego, of course, uh, and that they yes. tried to kidnap Kevin Bacon or that they did kidnap Mr. Bacon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I think I'd like to go back and see that because I didn't know the dog was in that, too.
1: What I will say about that is that it it's done, I think, intentionally so uh, a little bit on the cheap to make it look like almost, you know, make it like the Star Wars special a little bit.
0: Yeah. OK,
1: like for, for example, it's very obvious that Groot is a guy in a tree costume.
0: Oh, really? You know, oh, it's not wow. really
1: CGI'd up very well. Hmm. I mean it's it's you know, it's a decent costume, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's terrible, but it's not CGI'd the way you know you see him in the films. Gotcha.
0: Yeah Groot looked a little different this this time around. They made him look uh, uh you know cuz each movie or each time we've seen Groot in whatever uh iteration in, in in a movie he he changes which he's a tree so he he can grow but he looks more if I had to say he looks more like Vin Diesel in this movie. Like I I don't know if you've seen from some of the promos he looks more beefy. I haven't really seen yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different group. And I will spoil this one tiny thing. Groot learns a new word or a new phrase. Okay. Yeah. I won't say what it is. Uh but but yeah, I felt it was a nice into the Guardians thing. Eh, does it get a little long? Eh, a little bit. Uh I'd say the villain is um uh the villain is uh, pretty villainous. I have not seen Quantum Mania, so I can't compare him to Kang. But I've seen some other reviews, and people are like, "Yeah, this guy's a much better villain than Kang. This, he has—he's very—he is evil, like mustache twirling, over the top. But you know, chewing the scenery, but yet still not—you know—not bad. He's still—you—he is. A, oh, he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible. Now, if you have a problem seeing things happening to small animals, you are not going to, you're going to be uncomfortable. I mean, a cybernetic, uh, a otter with cybernetic arms and all the other little animals that uh, Rocket interacts with is like, I'm not crying. (laughs) I'm not crying. (laughs) You're crying. You're crying. crying. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, it, it, I mean, at least it sounds like it's worth seeing. Yes, it is definitely
0: worth seeing. I, I would see it.
1: So on, on the on the movie front, I'm just, you know, seeing posts this week about how uh, Zack Snyder is now saying the, you know, people didn't understand what I was doing. You know, basically, if you didn't like my movie, it's your fault. Talking about uh, Batman v. Superman.
0: I, you know what i have i bought the ultimate edition, and I still haven't watched that movie i i, I just i've tried to give it i mean I've seen every it, opportunity and you know what if but i watched school, the Justice League eh,
1: it was yeah, long. They, but that was too long it was it was too too self indulgent but
0: the uh i mean I watched the long version and the short version you know the yes yeah i uh, i I actually prefer
1: the short version you know when i with having had time to to take it all in and decide what I like. I, I prefer the shorter version. Uh, at least it's, you know, it, it's just not so dragged out. It, it is too much to the, the Snyder version. But anyway, uh, I, I I hate the people who, you know, if you didn't like it, you didn't understand it. I hate that thought that the people, pro- you know,
0: portray on this stuff. It really does bother well, me. I find it very offensive. So you got to you got to toe that line of being an ar- artist yeah. between, I want to be true to my, you know, quote unquote vision for a project and making money. Well, it's
1: also, I, I want to be true to my vision for the project and for the history of this character and how he's been portrayed mm. and how, how, you know, his mind works and everything. And I, now I'm shoehorning him into my attempt to deconstruction, you know, deconstruct the uh, superhero verse or whatever it it doesn't always work that way and and it's not always correct that way and people who criticize it aren't necessarily wrong people who like it aren't necessarily wrong everybody's entitled to their own opinion and it bothers me when when you get blasted for having an opinion uh you know i mean i actually you know uh, we've talked about this i i was a defender of the movie man of steel there were things about it i didn't like i didn't like uh The way uh, Jonathan Kent was portrayed by uh, not so much Kevin Costner's portrayal, but the writing. Uh, It's okay. Let me die. What? Yeah, that was that was so stupid, in my opinion. But anyway, other than that, I thought the movie was fairly decent and I liked it. So, you know, you you can go back and forth. I did not like uh, Batman v Superman at all. I thought it was terrible. I thought I didn't like the way. I mean, in particular, Superman, I thought he was. Portrayed very very poorly, so you know I guess that makes me not intelligent enough to know what Zack Snyder was trying to show us. Well,
0: well, now when you say so, you're saying the writing for Superman was poor, not Henry Cavill's performance, because I I thought thought Henry Cavill was fine.
1: Yeah, I thought Henry. Dave and I talked about this a while back. We when uh, when what do we call it? When, when you know, they started to revamp the DC movies, movie verse and all of that, and then Henry Cavill was back and then he was gone again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I was saying then, I you know, I would like to see Henry Cavill in a Superman movie that's that's written, you know, really well, because I think he can handle the character. The, the problem is, you know, I, I think the problem is even if they're going to do things the right way, you know, Henry Cavill is now, you know, whatever, in his mid to late 30s. I mean, I don't even know exactly how old he is, but but if you, you know, if you're making long term plans, he may be a little long in the tooth to just be starting. You know? Yeah. But other than that, I would have liked to have seen him given an opportunity to to portray, you know, Captain America the way Captain America Superman the way. uh, You know, the way we think he should be portrayed, but this is not a Zack Snyder
0: podcast. Although James Gunn is going to be writing the next Superman movie and is in charge of the D.C.E.U. Mm hmm. So, I mean, that is slightly related. And uh, uh, oh, uh, you get a Nathan Fillion cameo in this movie. Well, Nathan Fillion had a cameo in the first one. Right. Well, he had a voice cameo. A voiceover cameo yeah. Yeah, on, a, on a
1: CGI character. Did he have any kind of appearance in the second one? Mm. I
0: don't think he did. I don't. I think so. Yeah, he was a prisoner in the first one. Not the prisoner. Not not to be confused with our other show, Pimp 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 Plug Plug Plug. The village <laughs> the village people or the village idiots. We we could never you know, by the time this show is done, we'll figure out what the name of the show is. Yeah, pretty much. So go so. go listen to that. So, so I mean I thought the first
1: to... Guardians movie was outstanding. Uh, I it, it shocked me how good it was. Then the second Guardians movie I liked, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't have that same shocking value to it that the first one. Well,
0: I had more of a resonance with that because of issues in my life over the years with fathers. So that 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 hit a different note for me. And, and so for me, I would say it was on equal footing with. um With one. I would say one and two or me or are both both good movies. And I rate at the same the same position. This one. Uh, pretty, I mean, I it's not at the same level, but it's pretty darn close. It's, you know, so it's like, you know, first place is a tie and then this is there. And I don't know where the holiday special is going to be
1: oh that the holiday special is just a uh you know it's a silly little addition to it it's not it's i don't i don't really think it's meant to compare
0: yeah yeah because i hadn't seen you know i'd seen cosmo in the other movies but i uh this is the first time i'd seen cosmo talk and you know we were like oh man i want a talking space a russian space talk so so yeah you know just just
1: talking about the guardians a little bit in general since we're kind of making this a score of sorts um you know it's it's interesting to see the history you know they were introduced in marvel superheroes number 12 uh and then there was about i don't know maybe a five or six year gap before they appeared again on in uh, marvel two and one uh and then they you know after a short very short gap they were in uh the uh, Defenders,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and at that point, at the end of that run on the Defenders, uh, they pretty much had defeated the Badoon, who was the, you know, the uh, conquerors of Earth in the future when the Guardians existed, and right. then they had the Guardian series, and I, I have to say, I am fond of that iteration of the Guardians, the initial uh, group, but then, you know, in the... I guess, early 2000s when they did the, uh, you know, the what's called Abnett and Landing kind of did the cosmic Marvel thing. And they, they introduced the new
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, I think that was, I don't even think that was in the 2000s. So they were kind of brought back in Annihilation. Yes. Which was that's where,
1: that's where they introduced the, the new team of Guardians. Which, that- which is funny because it's the new team, but it's the earlier iteration because the original team is in the year like 3000 yeah yeah so this is actually the the uh you know the forebearer of the guardians but it's
0: yeah because i was
1: introduced to us later
0: when i was glancing through like what i wanted to to read i i happened to pull up like annihilation conquest with uh the star lord miniseries yeah. and that is kind of like a dirty dozen thing and he gets rocket he gets uh groot uh mm-hmm. bug mantis there's there's another one so he gets to get so that's kind of like the impetus where where they're formed there and i still have not actually read that but i was like like, going through it you know and it's all about they briefly talk about his origin and stuff i was jumping all around trying to find a book yeah surprise i didn't bring a book but i did look do a little bit of research on different books because then I couldn't remember. I'm like, you know, did we do the first issue of the 90s series with Taserface? And I'm thinking we did because Taserface was in the um, Guardians 2. And I was like, I can't remember. I don't have time to look it up. I'm not Gene Hendricks with the spreadsheet <laughs> and the graphs and the charts and the 8x10 glossy photos with a paragraph on the back. Yeah. So that's a song reference, kids. If you get it, you get it If not, move on Talk to Uh, you, Russell
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you know It's interesting to see, like, when you know Because they brought them back After after that Defenders run They brought them back in the uh, Marvel Presents as kind of a tryout Mm -hmm. Which was actually What I was going to do was the first issue of that Today Mm -hmm. uh, Which I could still do Oh, yeah Uh, and and if you know they, they had they had a fairly decent run. I mean, what was it like about seventy issues, something like that? In, in uh, that,
0: Sixty-two. a bunch of annuals.
1: I had I think one or two issues, and that was it. And then I started finding them in the fifty cent slash one dollar bins, and I started picking up issues where I could. And I currently have, uh, I have thirty-eight of the issues. Mm. so far. I
0: think that I've picked I up have on the cheap. So that, that has
1: made its way to my want list and I've been I'm actually going to make a run this afternoon there's a a store that I've, I've had good success getting some, some decent books in lately and they have a warehouse which I was totally unaware of and they're having a uh, sale there today. Mm. It says they have over 100 long, long boxes of $1 books and they're going to have them for 50 cents each today. Oh. So I'm, I'm yeah. just hoping i'm sitting here hoping that they're in some semblance of order yeah that's always the hope because if they are then i will have a good time digging into 100 boxes if they are not i probably will give up after going through about five
0: mm.
1: but we will see we'll see about that but I, you well, know, I've, I've always been fond of this guardians uh team the original Introduce team. And I would just throw a plug out there if people wanna search it out, cause I don't even know how you find it. One of the very, very first podcasts I ever did was on the comic book page podcast with uh, Bob Bretoll. And we did a back issue spotlight. I did two of them with Bob. We did the Avengers Defenders War, and then we did the Guardians of the Galaxy of the 1970s. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It was kind of my introdu- introduction to the world of comic book podcasting. Uh, So if anybody wants to search those out and listen to them, let me know what you think.
0: Yeah, you suck.
1: Mm. I I liked in Guardians 2 when they had kind of the original Guardians in there.
0: Well, those people will reappear um, in this. uh, Yeah, I
1: expected that they would.
0: Yeah, Michael Rosenbaum is um, Martin X uh sylvester stallone is starhawk which that i don't see yeah that is just uh yeah yeah because they're Uh, the ravagers and then they have uh i remember i think i know they had charlie 27 i didn't catch him this time around um there was the uh sorcerer supreme of the guardians of the galaxy series but not uh the guy the the red guy that has no mouth i'm not even sure who that is Sk- skagar or something oh. he looks like a big yeah. giant he's like a red snake with arms and horns and you know he does the magic and the stuff and the things He just the magic and stuff yeah so but (laughs) but in see that was the nice thing that was the interesting thing about the um the 90s series is that they it's like you like what's the spin they're gonna do on the current books at the time or the past history like like in the first book you meet taser face and then it leads into his group of people call and uh vance astro even points out he's like you know it seems so somewhat familiar like this guy has like iron man armor well they come from a race of beings called the stark um and then you see Stephen strange later on in in the book and he is now the ancient one mm. Um, and he's training the new Sorcerer Supreme, which is the other guy, the snake guy, that does the magic and the stuff. The other uh, guy. And then Simon Williams is there. And it's the same Simon Williams from our thing because he's an ionic being. Although he he's physically ages on the outside, but they call him Hollywood is his name. Um, spoiler, if you hadn't gotten to that in your reading of uh, the Guardian series. So. So, yeah, we get Simon Williams. uh uh, there's like a Wolverine Iteration kind of um, Like a descendant uh, so Yeah it's a lot of good Stuff in that series a lot of Yeah good I, I'm In the process of
1: uh, You know attempting to to Obtain them all and then I'm planning on doing A, a
0: read through on the whole series Yeah that's why like I I tried to jump in at certain points and like yeah I could do this One I'm like yeah but there's so much heavy backstory With the the way that was written, you you kind of really need to start from the beginning. You know, I, I mean, you could jump in and do a spotlight, but I was like, oh, this is so deep. It's going to be, you know, we might waste more time explaining everything. Uh, I also looked at the first issue of Rocket Raccoon to possibly bring, but I don't think I've ever read that. And I read that and I'm like, what was Bill Mantlow f- smoking, man? Wow, this is <laughs> one weird. I mean, but the walrus guy is in there from that's that'll be in the movie as one of his friends and the now I knew the otter was something but I didn't know the walrus was also there cuckoo kachoo um so uh, but I read that and I was like man this is weirder than I remember who like I remember his first when the Hulk meets him I forgot they had their own like little pocket universe and it's all it's like it is just out there
1: I feel like running over to Florida right now Putting my hand on your face and saying Remember (laughs) (laughs) We were
0: separated We couldn't touch
1: (laughs) That green blood Anyway uh, So what, what Which is your preferred version Of the Guardians though Hmm Yeah Well, it's a good question, isn't it? Because I I have a tough time with it because they're both really good. But I hate to I hate to give up one for the sake of having the other.
0: Yeah, I can't. uh, It's like. I would have to say it's almost like, you know, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Which of your children do you love the most? Well, I love the different ones for different reasons so uh you know it's like the now There's we're different, ones for different reasons today I love you. <laughs> yeah today i love you tomorrow not so much um you know i have a lot of nostalgia for the first ones because you know my first experience with the guardians was a core saga right you know so and i've you know we've we covered that long you know years years back and, and that, that to me was my first guardians group. And it was so iconic and burned in my mind. Um, and, and then, uh, then, then when the other series came, came out, you know, when I was in the Navy, I was always getting that. So I've I've got kind of a nostalgia thing there, you know, cause I got a lot of comics when I was in the service and, you know, uh, you know, they're all good. They're all good. I can't really yeah. put one above the other. See, it's it's easy for me to put the
1: more recent you know, the the uh the Rocket Groot Guardians higher because they've been portrayed cinematically so well, whereas right. the original group has only kind of had a cameo and not a very you know, not not a not one that would uh really bring your imagination to a peak. Uh, On the other hand, if I'm just working off the comics, then it's like they're in a dead heat because I love the original stuff and I have nostalgia for that. But then again, you know, like when when they did, you know, all those Abnett and Landing books with the the new iteration of them, you know, I thought they were great. I thought they were, you know, really pulled me in. So I have a tough time sitting here and saying I prefer one over the other Uh, in a perfect world. I guess we'd get stories of both. But. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense for them to try and do that. So would it make sense for them to somehow combine the two groups and have one Guardians that's all of them?
0: Well, I was just trying to, like, think that out in my head because, I mean, I don't know if the future Guardians have ever come back and met the current Guardians in the comics. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they, you know, I, 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 I do very, very minimal reading of current stuff. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, how could that work? But then I don't remember if Yondu in the cinema. Version is in the current comic version, if Yondu is there and I don't think he is. Because the whole Peter Quill getting kidnapped, I think, is not in the current comics. Because he's. He's straight up an alien. See, I would
1: like for well, them to he's do happening. something. Well, if was. you want, if you want to align the cinematic universe with the regular one, I would like to do something where, where there, you know, there's been more than
0: one Yandu over the years. Well, I mean, Yandu was an Alpha Cetarian in the comic book, and there's, and he was blue, with the red fin, big mm-hmm. giant red fin, and he shot a bow and arrow. He didn't whistle a bow and arrow, but there's no reason that the cinematic yandu could not be a the ancestor of the year 3000 yandu yeah it, you know it it, yeah. it could I, be a I, title I, I,
1: it, that's what i'm saying i i think it could they could very easily have multiple yandus mm-hmm. and and have one you could even introduce one cinematically and have him be much more similar to the one in the comics, you know, more stoic. No, you know, not not redneck Yondu.
0: <laughs> really? You don't like Michael Rooker? I love Michael Rooker, but uh, I it's not the Yondu who I read 20, 30, 40 years ago. Do you want one tiny spoiler that is, isn't going to really change
1: the plot? Right, so anybody listening, jump ahead 20 seconds or so because Bill's going to give us a spoiler now.
0: Go ahead. You will see Michael Brooker in this movie as Yondu. In I'm, a non-flashback? It's not... it. It's close to a flashback, but not a flashback.
1: Okay, we're going to just leave it at it's, that. Yes,
0: yeah. So, because I was like, ah, oh, it's Yondu. <laughs> he's not on a computer screen. He's not in a flashback. And he's not really there. So, you can probably figure out what happens. I think I have an idea,
1: but I'll just leave it at
0: that for now. But I, I, I was don't. like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and then like later, because Michael Rooker was just on an episode of The Rookie with Nathan Fillion, oddly enough. And uh, um, when we got home, we were all ta- talking about it, and I was, and and Sarah said something about yeah, so Yondu was there, and but but. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, we just saw him. She's like, you know, I thought I just saw him. I'm like, yeah, he was on the... She's like, that's right. But yeah, we wasn't blue. I'm like, yeah, he was, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: I, you know, years and years ago, I thought Michael Rooker was, you know, like kind of the upcoming star who was going to just make it big. Uh, you know, when, when he was in the supporting role, you know, in movies like Cliffhanger and stuff like that, or uh, Eight Men Out, and I thought, you know, this this guy's going to be big one day, and uh, he just kind of stayed as a supporting character.
0: He played a big role. There was a video game that was a prequel to the Vin Diesel Riddick series. Some, I think it was like, you know, you know, when they mentioned a Butcher Bay, and Michael Rooker did a big role in the video game. You know, supplied his voice and his likeness to to that. And it it was it was pretty weird. He's also been in. uh, He was in what the other James Gunn movie, Slither, along with Nathan Fillion. Um, Yeah, well, that's why they end up. You know, why he uses them
1: all the time because they they have a good working relationship. I mean, that's that's always cool. A lot of directors do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And usually, usually it's, you know,
0: usually it's to to good, excuse me, to good advantage. Wow, that's weird. I belched quietly and you said excuse me i belched quietly as well at the same instant (laughs) that's why i was like wow paul got a camera on me excuse you
1: he's excused you're terminated (laughs) so i guess you know let's let's look at one guardian's book let's for for the sake of I don't know for the sake of something uh so what what i did was i brought with me today uh marvel presents number three and this is kind of the bridge between uh well yeah, i mean they they had that marvel superheroes number 12 where they no excuse me marvel superheroes number 12 was uh, captain marvel i think it was marvel superheroes number 18 uh where they were introduced Uh, and then again, there was a gap of about five years or so, and then they were in Marvel two and one, and then they were in the defenders, uh, and, you know, guest stars and, you know, in all of that stuff. And then Marvel decided to try them out in their own series. So this was the first issue that they got in their tryout series. And really what it is, is kind of an epilogue to, uh, to what had already gone and a prologue to what was to come. So not a lot of plot in this one but the uh the guardians at this point were Vance Astro, Charlie 27, Starhawk, M- Starhawk, Martin X and Yandu. Uh and the issue was released in no- on November 25th of 1975. It's cover dated February of 76. The story is written by Steve Gerber, so you know it's always a little out there when Steve Gerber writes it. Uh, Penciled by Al Milgram, inked by Pablo Marcos, colored by Phil Raich, lettered by Denise Wool, and edited
0: by Marv Wolfman. Uh, I'm trying to guess who did the cover. The cover. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm. It's
1: not Gil Kane. See, I think the penciler of the cover is difficult to come up with. I think the inker of the cover should be obvious.
0: Uh, Yeah, and it almost looks like I should know who this is. My first instinct was to say that it was penciled by John Romita, but I think I'm crazy. Okay. It is penciled by Al Milgram.
1: Okay. It is inked by John Romita
0: oh that's what threw me off okay
1: and you see you see john romita definitely imposed his style over pilgrim's pencils yeah you, maybe, you could see it in the faces if nothing else
0: but it wasn't as distinct you know because he still had to work with the other guy's base Mm-hmm.
1: the cover has a space background with the guardians heading towards the uh reader uh, and you have Starhawk up, you know, up above everyone else flying, and then everyone else is kind of running towards the, the reader. I
0: I like that space background. It's got a touch of the a touch of the Kirby crackle.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's it's a. Uh, I think it's effective. The story is called Just Another Planet Story, and the synopsis is as follows: In New Moscow, the capital of Earth, in excuse me. In New Moscow, the capital of Earth, in 3015 AD, the Guardians of the Galaxy fought against the Brotherhood of the Badoon. During the battle, Vance Astro saved a young boy while Yandu saved Charlie. Meanwhile, Martin ex- executed Governor Cord before rendezvousing with his teammates at the main rotunda of the Federation Hall and learning that Earth. Later, Badun reinforcements in a form of a starship landed carrying Queen Talaria, who had come to remove the Brotherhood from the planet. A mob of humans sought to kill the Badoon, but were blinded by Starhawk, who ensured that all of the Brotherhood had been evacuated from Earth. In autumn, Yandu uses his Yaka arrow to stab a man who attacked him, before vowing to restore his health. In winter, Martin X and a human scientist walk through a ruined laboratory in Berlin, where the first Pluvians were created. In Los Angeles, Charlie becomes a construction worker and wrapped a steel beam around his boss after being provoked. At a cabaret in San Francisco, Vance Astro caught the attention of a dancer, although he rejected her before attacking a drunk man who belittled him. After leaving the cabaret, Vance Astro was beamed into the starship Captain America by his teammates. On board the ship, Starhawk revealed that they were going on a mission that... All save Vance Astro had approved, and then it's to be continued. So, you, so like I said, it's kind of a an epilogue to the Bad story, and a prologue to they're getting back together. They got the band back together, and they're looking to go. I would say it was, you know, it was kind of a quick read, to be honest, uh, especially for the era that this came out in. You know, when you expect things to be a little bit more meaty. Uh, but I enjoyed reading it. Uh, I thought the silliest thing was uh, Charlie 27 wrapping a, a steel beam around the guy because that would obviously kill the man. It would crush no, him. No, he's a that.
0: master of, you know, Please. fighting forces. He he knows how to bend that beam and not crush the guy. With bend beam. that
1: beam. Bend that beam. And and if that's a really deep cut, uh and nobody's gonna get it but me. Uh from The Little Rascals, there was an episode with with uh what's it, Jackie Cooper. Uh and uh he gets kicked out of school for making fun of a poem, and then he he has to come back in and in his mind he's saying, Learn that poem. Learn that oh, poem. Yeah. Anyway. So, you know, it's I, I like giving us the deep cuts and then saying, Hey, figure it out yourself. But when it's that when it's that obscure i don't know that that's fair yeah so uh you know they give you a touch of everybody in here and everybody's very melancholy is the thing i'm coming back with for for a a world where they've just defeated the, the uh oppressors you would think there'd be a little bit more celebration and i guess this is trying to say okay you know you you get to celebrate but the celebration is short-lived and now you need to pick up the pieces and and make the world work again
0: so well um so what this was in 1974 you said 75 75 and it's got a covered date of 76 so it's late 75 you know why that would be, right? Why would that be? Oh, come on, man! You kidding Tell me, us, Bill? The Tell Vietnam us. War had just ended. Oh, yeah, but the Vietnam War we were unsuccessful in. <laughs> okay, but still, people—they've wrapped they've, something is finished. People have come home, and they're not coming home to the thing, you know. The victory or the defeat is, is bittersweet, let's just yeah, say. You may be right. That may be the
1: subtext of this story. Uh, I saw it more as, okay, you've won that battle, but there's still a lot more to do before things become
0: right again. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're trying to key in on the sentiment of, you know, well, you know, maybe this isn't really what I want to do. Or, you know, I I thought it was going to be. You know, I need to do something else with my life now. You know, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's in the mind of Steve Gerber. I don't think Steve Gerber knows what's in the mind of Steve Gerber or knew. Uh, I but I
1: thought, you know, I, thought, I I think you need to have somebody on the team who's not dour. And I'm not sure you do. Uh, you, know, you know, Vance Astro is all uh, upset about the fact that he's a thousand year old man and if he, you know, if you pierce his costume, he's going to just turned to dust uh, you know what's his name uh, charlie 27 who probably is the best candidate to not be dower uh yeah. is, is is you know all uh you know he's been grim uh you know he's been grim with no sense of humor martin x who i also could have seen being the guy who you can make him a little bit more lighthearted. you know just just Points his finger and burns somebody to death. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's all very, very down. Starhawk is, you know, uh, kind of a dick. Uh, oh yeah. You know, everybody's. You know, Yandu is all uh, melancholy with the oh, oh, I shoot people with my arrow. Now I have to nurse him to health. Uh, you know, there's there's nobody here to present the lighthearted point of view, and to me that's the negative of the story. It well, may not be the negative that carries through in the series but it's the negative that we start out with
0: now i don't know if she's introduced in this series i don't remember when when she came in but but i think we will get the positivity will be uh nikki right yeah the the flame-headed chick yeah i think she will be the positivity because it sure as hell isn't uh starhawk's uh, other half either she's just uh, Alita. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that, I you know, I'm looking forward to reading the series because I'm hoping they're going to give a better explanation as to, you know, that whole relationship and how it exists and all of that, where it'll make sense because uh, I never quite understood the, you know, the two beings sharing a body thing and how it came about. So that's something to be investigated when I do my read through. Mm. But, but, you know... It, I, I'm going to just comment, you know, the story is, it's not as out there as what you normally expect from Steve Gerber. Something, usually there's something in there where you're like, what the hell is he thinking? Which I, I don't really see that here. Uh, and, and I mean that in a positive way. It's it's like this stuff is out there and you have to like really just kind of ponder it for a while and figure out what the heck is going on. Uh, but it's usually satisfying in the end. Uh, the artwork here was surprising to me because I've, Blasted Al Milgram in the past for not not for being bad, but just for being very just workmanlike and you know nothing special. Uh, I think this is really clean artwork. I think the storytelling is mm-hmm. really good. Uh, I guess maybe I need to uh, credit Pablo Marcos for for bringing it up a level. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I was very happy with that. Uh, I, I like the Starship Captain America. You know, it definitely. It looks like a know, brings shield. visions of the Enterprise. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, somebody strapped uh, the nacelles onto Cap shield.
1: Yeah. And so put a big it's, old it's, engine on the back. It's pretty cool, and I like that. And it makes me, you know, and this is one of the things when we talk about these books, is it makes me want to read the next one. Mm-hmm. And that that's, to me, that's pivotal.
0: <laughs> I love how <laughs> how some people draw clouds around a planet. It almost looks like they're, like, outside the atmosphere on the opening page. Yeah, yes. Big, big giant, puffy
1: clouds. Yeah, I think those those clouds, in, you know, if, if you can make them realistic, they have to be a lot closer to the planet. <laughs> yeah, we, we recently uh, took a vacation, and it was surprising to me how how close to the ground the clouds really were like when we when we started our descent and we came through the clouds like you know you you're looking out the window and you can you know all you see is the cloud you know you see the uh the yeah. haziness of the cloud and then you come when you break through and you can see the ground we were a lot closer to the ground than I thought we would be at that moment
0: well that's uh, you know I used to know the three types of clouds but I don't remember which. Well I know I it's cumulus I, cumulus cirrus and I think Nimbus, or am I thinking yeah, nimbus? Yeah, I think that a, sounds
1: right. I, the, the, I, I, don't know for a
0: fact, but I think so. Or is it stratus? Stratus, cumulus, nimbus. But and and t- anyway, they're 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 different heights. So, uh, yeah. Cumulus, I think, are the big puffy ones because I think cumulus. When I was a kid, they said, think of cotton. Which are the ones that are in outer space? <laughs> The clouds and outer space. Yeah, like like in this book. That would be V'ger V'ger seeks the creator. (laughs) How? So did you did you get a chance to read this through? I did a quick glance through. I I didn't go super deep. What'd you think? I like the art. Like there's little things like the opening splash. Man, that's a busy page. That's a busy page for the seventies.
1: Yeah, yes. There's a lot
0: going so. on in there. There's a lot of little dramas. Pl- 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 I mean, okay, underneath Martin X's armpit, you got Yandu shooting an arrow that goes across the thing and hits a Badoon right in the face or right in the neck. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely uh, <laughs> you know it, it's they're they're not holding back on the violence, but oh way. no 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 no. I mean, but there's all kinds of things going on on in, in this page if you just look closely, you know, that that go across the screen and, and stuff, and um, leading into like the next page. I like uh, after you know the little kid's down on his hands and knees crying, and then you've got Vance is blowing out a bolt out of his head. They just didn't like shoot it out of his head, right? It, it you know, he says it kind of slow out. <laughs> yeah, it says Ner- nerve impulses, mass sparks of thought congeal. And like you can literally see something coming out like he's forcing it out of his brain. And it be- then it becomes a bolt, you know, a pure uh, uh, a psychokinetic burst, f- pure force of mind. But it's like you could see where it, it just wasn't a line coming out of his head. You know, which they kind of did back on the splash. It's just, just like a red line of energy comes over and it hits a badoon. But here they took the time to make it, you know, there's a lot going on in this book. And yes, it's nice absolutely. when you got a book that that you can, you know. You. That forces you to slow down like you did with me, like like the art forced me to slow down right yeah you know, because because i wanted to enjoy it. it's like oh wow yeah that's pretty nice that's pretty cool you know martin yeah, X I, burning up
1: the guy well it's us I, I, picture in my mind is you know we have a team up of martin and the original human torch and it's like uh yeah you know i i burned the uh governor of the badun to death you know blah 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 oh yeah i did hitler
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh when they're in the throne room um, where Charlie X is saying, the earth is free. And then uh, looks there's very a, happy. There. Yeah. And then in the background, there's there's a guy step putting a spear through a Badoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other guys are tearing down like the throne and there's a Badoon that's been thrown off the throne. But yeah, there's there's a dude, you know, spearing a guy. And then, there, then, then there's a Badoon at uh, Yandu's feet, which Yandu stole Cap's boots, I guess. We have Caps Red Boots there on Yandu, But there's like a blo- uh, Badoon bleeding in front of the mouth. Hmm. there's so much. Yes. There's just a lot here. Yes. Now, I do notice that Starhawk... Is a dick? Well, he's always a dick. Page 15 of the art. He's got like a... In later books, he just flies in the spaceways. He doesn't need a, a a helmet. Yeah, he's got like a face mask that yeah. drops down. Yeah, he's got one. a face plate, which is like, yeah, I don't I don't remember that later. So, yeah, the whole the whole character of Vance Astro. I don't know if we ever really discussed him a lot when we did the Korvac saga. uh Well, you know what? We had to because doesn't he come back and meet himself there? Or yeah, is that I, in a Marvel 2 and one Because I know I at one he, point... think he met himself, I think, in the... in in
1: I think he sees
0: himself in he the... He sees uh, himself. In, but, in, 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 and I think he does later meet him, though. Because somewhere later on when he meets him, he creates a divergent reality. Where, is that what,
1: where the character Justice comes from?
0: Yes. Yes. Because he meets him and they have like a psychic feedback. And it activates his powers early. And yeah, he becomes... He teams up with keep wanting to say Firestar, but I think I'm wrong. And I think it's the chick that was screaming Mimi, but I think I'm wrong. Screaming Mimi who went into the Thunderbolts. I I'm i not sure. Does, because maybe it is Firestar because he ends up going into the new Warriors as uh, Justice with a he's 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 a little bit in the avengers for a minute and then yeah,
1: yeah but well he and uh firestar become like reserve
0: yeah uh, maybe it was avenger, avenger trainees, trainees. Yeah. and but then they go to the to the, the new warriors which i have that entire run and i have not read it yet i've only done bits and pieces cuz there's some cool things in there with like the, the sphinx you know the character of the sphinx from mm-hmm. the ff It was like such a big bad, and then you just find out it's a guy stuck in a time loop. Spoiler. And then there was his his evil brother, the sphincter. But the sphincter has been closed. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You don't want him open. Uh, So what do you think overall? What's what's your your take on this? Well, my favorite panel is where Vance Astro was looking at the ruby in the uh, belly dancer's belly button. I didn't know if that like there's supposed to be something like oh, is this special Ruby? Sometimes a Ruby's just a Ruby and you're looking at a lady in a bikini. I think I think that's just to show his how, uncomfortableness. How, how yes, naive exactly. He is I don't think it's his man. I don't
1: think it's his naiveness. I think well, it's yeah, that, he, yeah. that he feels he you know he you know it's it's the your, your typical uh Marvel silver slash bronze age, you know, I have this weakness that'll keep me from ever truly loving anyone, blah, 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 blah. And and this woman's coming on to me and look how attractive she is and I can't do anything about it. You know, that kind of thing. And that's why he, he explodes when the guy tries to make fun of him. Yeah. yeah, he he's definitely the, the you know the melancholy guy. And and he, if I remember right, he's introduced that way right from the start in mm-hmm. uh, Marvel superheroes when when they first introduced him. I think is you know it starts talking about you know it, it, he has a a soliloquy at the beginning of that where he talks about how how sad an existence he has as the thousand year old man, blah blah blah.
0: Shall I give you a slight spoiler for the comic series? uh absolutely and i'm not gonna even tell people to move ahead you you yep. listen at your own peril from this point forward. which i'm sure you would figure this out in that series they do get him out of that suit at some point oh i figured they had to yeah at some yeah point. even if
1: yeah. i i could easy, i could easily see them getting him out of that suit and then having him have to go
0: back in the suit i if, if i remember correctly i believe that is a plot line at some point
1: that's that's typical yeah but uh could
0: write these <laughs> books ourselves
1: <laughs> well, we to, you know 50 something years of reading them i mean I, if we can't you know predict where certain plot lines might go
0: uh, i think we'd be uh, kind of foolish we uh, we have a marvel value stamp and i'm pretty sure we know who that is yeah that that is uh, f- i believe that is from the cover of dr strange number one well, yeah, it's definitely not Dr. Strange. I don't know what issue it is, but, yeah, it's either that or somebody who's being, uh, who's being shackled by uh, energy balls. Yeah, with no, his, it's with, Dr. Strange. With, 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 with his hands <laughs> above his head.
1: It is Dr. Strange. It's just a question of, is yeah. it that issue? Uh, and that's yeah. the only thing I'm not 100% sure of, but I'm pretty confident, actually. So do
0: you just want me to grade or just my overall impressions or both? Eh, both. Uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It made me want to read more. <laughs> Same. I have never read any of these. Like my reading started Corvus Saga boom 90 series. So I really have not read anything outside of that. So it'd be nice to go back and get get some more, you know, like back in the old days where they say see, which they actually say that on the second page. Yeah, you know. see, Defenders 29. 26 to which,
1: 29. Which Defenders 29 was, uh, I think, three months before this. So mm. I, I'm thinking the run in the Defenders was let's see how popular they are. Ooh, people like them. Let's give them a tryout now. when are still not going to give them their own series yet. And then they yeah. did the tryout for, I don't know, about 12 issues or so. And then they gave them their own series later.
0: So I'd say for the. um I'd say for a grade for the cover uh, you know what i'm a I'm a sucker when somebody draws a star like it's a like it's got four points and there's like fire coming out of it that that one in the uh lower right uh-huh. corner right you know because they they did that a lot in um with uh carmine infantino in the the old star wars book mm-hmm. so so I, I I think I'm going to give it an A. Um, the interior art, very busy, a lot going on. Flows pretty nice. I got a tank with a big giant flame coming out of the end of it. Very Again, very Star Wars-esque with the with the, with the firing of the cannon. Fire the cannons! Oh, okay, that's a deep cut that unless you live in Tampa Bay, you are not going to get. That was Gene Deckerhoff, the voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, when, I did not know that. And when they score, he's a like, fire to He sounds like a cross between Harry Carey and, um, cause the guy's getting old. Uh, he just, he's like the Tampa version. He's like a southern version of Harry Carey. Mm-hmm. You know, Interesting. <laughs> yes. So, uh, I'm going to give the interior art, um, I'm, I'm gonna give it an A, and I'm gonna give the story an A for possible, you know, for I think it's subtle allusions to the end of the Vietnam War, or okay. the, the conflict in general, you know. And I had not because even though they win, do they really win? You know, the people are well, the that's the, people that's are the aftermath A, now. A holes or you know, it's like yeah. So that's but that's my opinion. So I yeah. overall an A. I would mostly say you.
1: agree with you. Uh, I think the cover, you know, normally I'm not a big fan of a cover that's a poster image that doesn't really give you any kind of clue as to what's going on inside. But this story is such a uh, such an in-between tale that there. I don't think there is really a cover that would depict it the right you know to to give you an idea of what to expect inside unless they did one of those ones with all the different vignettes showing the different people doing what they're doing and I wouldn't want them to do that so I think this I I think there's good reason to do the poster image cover uh and I think it's really well done and I love John Ramita's artwork I always have uh so I'm good with an A on this the uh interior art I think this is as good as you will ever get from Al Milgram uh and and i think it's really good uh so i'm also gonna go i'm gonna go an a minus i don't know if it's quite an a uh but it's an a it's really good uh and the story i think does a great job of picking up where we left off with the guest starring issues and then bringing us you know to the point where it's like okay now we're going to do something you're going to want to be back next issue uh so I'm going to say an A on that also, and I'm going to agree with you with an overall A. Mm. All righty. That's our look at the original Guardians team. Uh, Maybe in the not-too-distant future we'll do one with the revamped team, Uh, but not today. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll do it for us for today, though. Uh, And I hope you guys all enjoyed our mini-score episode, and uh, we'll see you all next
0: week. Well, the dog liked it. He's excited in the background. Clearly. clearly. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope
1: you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week.